0: Time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Step two, the customers. So, last week we talked about the problem and the solution. Well, who has this problem? What do they do for a living? Like, why is this a problem in their life? Are you one of these potential customers? Are you building this solution because you yourself know this problem and have lived with it and just can't live with it anymore? Or do you know someone who has this problem, a friend of yours or a colleague or someone else who works in the same company as you? Or did you just get inspired by something you read about in a newspaper or a magazine or a book? Who has this problem that you're solving, and do you know that they want it to be solved? So the biggest problem we have in figuring out how to turn an idea into a company is the customers, knowing what they want knowing whether or not your product or solution is the right one for them, that's actually the hardest part. Most startups fail because they fail to bring a product to market or a service to market that actually serves a customer's need, or they bring something to market that customers do want, but those customers just don't care enough to pay for it or don't value the solution high enough to pay enough to keep the company going. So, Who are these people that you're solving the problem for? How well do you know them? How many have you talked to? And what is your plan to go talk to more? Because the more you talk to customers, the better you'll understand this problem. Now, that all said, the other piece that you need to worry about is how they're solving the problem today. So do they even know they have this problem? That's first and foremost. If they don't know they have it, you're going to have a big struggle trying to convince them that they have a problem. Second one would be that they do understand they have the problem, but today they don't solve it at all, because it's just not a big enough issue. Could be that they don't solve it because the solution doesn't exist, or a simple solution doesn't exist. But very often, they know they have the problem, it's just not a high enough priority. This happened to me at one of my startups, it was uh, startup number four. We brought a product to market, Uh, it was um, researching what people were doing on mobile phones. Right. The company was called Ground Truth at the time. Uh, and we went to the companies that run mobile phones and we told them, uh, we think you don't understand your customers. right? Is that true? And they would say, yeah. right." Uh, the way you're talking about it, yeah, we don't actually know what people are doing on their phones. We don't know what apps they're staring at. We don't know what websites they're staring at. And we said, well, we can solve that for you. We can tell you that. And in fact, we're going to do it for you for free. Uh, I thought that was the breakthrough that was going to make this company huge. We're going to provide a service to some giant billion-dollar companies and do it for free. Well, what we what we discovered pretty soon was that they said yes, they had this problem, they wanted a solution, and of all the things they were working on, it rated number five on the list in terms of priorities, five, right? Uh, And they only had enough time and resources and manpower, despite the billions of dollars of, of income to work on the top three. So we would get to a customer, and they would say they wanted the product, and they would uh, sign up on the contract. They would sign the contract and say, yes, we're buying your product, uh, and it is currently fifth on our list, and we'll get back to you in six months, maybe nine months, when we get down that far on the list. And in the end, we in fact made it through and delivered that product to most of the big wireless carriers in the United States uh, and then some more overseas. It did, in fact, work, but it was really frustrating at how long we had to wait for them to actually take, take the product off our hands and just be clear, we weren't charging them anything for it. Right? Uh, how we were making money, I'll, I'll explain that in another podcast. That's not an uncommon situation in startups, and it only works if you have enough money to keep the company going for six or nine months waiting for these customers to get around to using your product or your service. Right? If you don't have enough money to do that, you're just going to run out and shut down the company. Next, you may find that the customers are solving this problem. They're solving it with post-it notes, or they're solving it with a spreadsheet, or they're solving it by picking up the phone and calling people, or they're solving it by getting out and having meetings. They're solving it in some way using no fancy solution, no fancy technology. They're just using some off-the-shelf, simple tools, pencils, paper, email things that don't cost them anything extra. So in that case, your solution has to be way better than that. It has to be three, four, five, ten times better than just using a Post-it note. Otherwise, they're not going to buy, right? They're already satisfied with what they're doing. Ideally, What you want to do is find a problem that people feel pain around, either physical pain or emotional pain or stress at work, pain that's great enough that they're willing to pay you, and not just pay you, but pay you more than it costs you to produce. And not just produce, that money that you get in from customers has to cover finding the customers, delivering the product to them, doing all the support after they've purchased it, paying all your employees and so on and so on and so on. It's it's the sum total of running your company divided by the number of customers you have. That's what I mean by enough money. And if you can't do that, well, then you have a company that what we say doesn't pencil out, can never earn a profit. And if you have a company that can never earn a profit, it's really hard to find investors that want to give you money that will just go down a drain and never earn a profit. Right? Investors don't like to do that. Now, you may not know that you have a company like this, and they might not know that they have a company like this, but eventually, if this is true, that you can't can't find enough customers to pay you enough money to keep your company going, you'll figure that out eventually, and that's how companies die. That's, in fact, how most companies die. They fail to find enough customers to keep going. That's what we mean by running out of money. At scale, companies are run by the money provided by customers. That's that's where the money comes from. At the beginning you might have a little bit of money provided by investors to get you going, but again, at scale what makes a company operate is the revenue provided by customers. And if you don't have enough customers, you don't have enough revenue. If you don't have enough revenue, you don't have any money in the bank. Eventually it runs out. No more company. That's the game we play with startups. All right, so who are these customers? What do they do for a living? How are they solving the problem? What are the other options that they have in the world? We'll get to competition soon, but if they're business customers, how is this problem solving their problem of finding enough customers? And if they're consumers, how does this problem make their life better? It's your job right now to figure out what these customers see in the world, what they do in the world, what job they have, what other people they work with. Are they married or not? What ages are they? this is the time where you need to dive in and figure out exactly who you're going to sell to. And lastly, if you think you have a solution that works for huge numbers of people, billions of people, then I hate to tell you, but you don't have the resources to reach all those billions of people doing all these various things. You're only going to have enough resources to talk to a few tens of thousands, maybe a few hundreds of thousands of them. So the typical strategy that we we tell entrepreneurs to do is to pick a small subset of these customers. Pick what we call a customer segment. So if you can serve all the humans on the planet, maybe you're best off serving the uh, the people who live in the U.S. or Europe who have the most amount of money. Maybe you want to narrow down the age range so that instead of serving every human being, you're serving those between the ages of... Let's say 25 and 45, which are, again, the people that typically have the most money to spend on these solutions. Uh, Or maybe you just want to sell to women, or maybe you just want to sell to kids, or maybe you just want to sell to people who live in your home city first and make it big there. Get a beachhead is what we call it. Get a beachhead selling in your city and then replicate it to other cities. How you tackle getting to these customers is just as important as understanding of who they are. Next week, we'll talk about why on earth you're doing this in the first place.